position. Affirmative. Negative. I am the milkman. My milk is delicious. Roger that. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Best Linux Games Podcast. Go, go, go! The best Linux games, the best games available for the uh, GNU slash Linux operating system via the mechanism and distribution network known as Steam, brought to you by Valve. After 700,000 years, the Steam has come to Linux, and beyond that, it has come to Linux in the form of the egalitarian Linux-like platform, Steam, an open marketplace in which... That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday, and that means it's time for one thing. It's time for the podcast where the quality goes in before the name goes on. You're listening to the Best Linux Games Podcast, a companion piece to the uh, Steam group of the same name. Find us on Steam, you know, uh, join us on Steam, and friend me on Steam. My name is Scooky Sprite. I am your host. In case this is your first time here, uh, the ground rules for everything that we do are very simple. We have news. We have the latest titles that we are interested in. Of course, features, you know, like kind of in-depth looks or reviews. And then we have, of course, everyone's favorite the deals! Uh, the best games that you can buy for as cheap as possible. If you join us on the group, our recommendations are curated with the sole criteria of... It must run on Linux, and it must be really good. These are recommendations only, of course. Uh, not complete reviews, which generally will follow, um, especially once they get some other mofos on this show. And as always, the content that awaits you ahead may not be appropriate for members of all species, races, genders, classes, creeds, and especially might not be age or work appropriate. So, it begins. Let's get the Linux gaming on, bitches! Hello, and welcome to episode number 147 of the Best Linux Games Podcast being recorded for you on this uh, glorious Friday morning, Friday the 18th of August 2017 at 8.06am. Uh, that's Pacific Coast time. Uh, goes to the most for our sequel friends, the one true, the faithful. That would, of course, be 2017, 08, 18, uh, 08, 06am. Uh, crack engineer Ivor Molina over there in the booth. Yes, he is still a fugitive from Esquire. Uh, fugitive from many people. He's holding up the whiskey sign. You're fired, Ivor. Thank you, Ivor. Yes, the audience loves you too, Ivor. He's been a mess since I stole his credit cards and ran up a huge amount of debt. Um, Susan from Avast Collection Agency, Ivor. Uh, you have 15 post-it notes there on the board. Uh, but yes, first of all, whiskey, once again, mmm, Mm. damn good whiskey this morning um I've been sick all week no shit uh 
I can't believe it's Friday, actually. Like, I, it's Friday. Um, So we're going to have another somewhat abbreviated episode of the show next week. Uh, let's get straight to our top stories then. Um, first of all, thanks for all the great feedback on last week's episode regarding Linux Mint IRC help on uh, 18.1. Uh, we got zero feedback on it, so uh, that seems you know, pretty good for a two-hour-long podcast. Um, we're kind of in the same position uh, this week. Things are more stable. Um, but I'm, I, I spent... Uh, uh, it was all the way into Tuesday, full barrel into Tuesday, um, trying to fucking figure out how to fix Cinnamon without having to you know, reinstall everything. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty much resigned to reinstalling everything. That's okay. That's not the world's worst thing, but it does suck and it does feel very un-Linux, un-Nix-like to reinstall everything, especially at this point. Um, especially and most specifically over the fact that when I right-click on uh, a toolbar on a, a, a panel which, for those of you who don't use Mint uh, and Cinnamon, uh, Cinnamon regards, like, it's like if you're in Windows uh, 95 or whatever, you have a little start button, and then you have that little uh, panel that extends across the screen, and then it ends in your, your taskbar with, like, um, you know, date and time and all that shit. I can't add applets to that panel. That's really the only functionality I'm missing, but I run a multi-monitor system and I uh, really, I can add panels, I can clone panels from monitor to monitor but I cannot add applets to panels, so for right now, we're going to have to deal with it um, this, unlike last week, will be a short show, sorry, hate to blah, but um so yeah, our pain with, uh, it's not our pain, it's not a big deal I've had Linux distributions that broke things way worse than this. Um, but it is it is a pain point for me. It's a cosmetic pain point. And like all things system administrative, 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 to put the flames on the side of my face, Ivor would be able to punch that up if we had better access to our desktop environment. But anyway, um, it's a cosmetic thing, and I was trying to explain this to Jeff Jeffy Wise last week. The things that drive you the most insane, especially as like someone who has run all kinds of sizes of systems, remote, locally, design systems for Soho and stuff like that. Um, oh well, fine. Has even, you know, like done stuff with Chef and Puppet. Well, not Chef and Puppet, but and eh, never really in production, but whatever, more or less, that degree of automation in terms of deploying across a series of workstations, etc. Although I do guess it, it has been a while since I've done eh, it. doesn't matter. The most irritating shit on the face of the planet as a system administrator are the things that should be so simple, but just will not work. Because it's like, it's 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 just one of those things where 
Why doesn't it work? Well, if it doesn't work, then that's a problem. And if, sure, it might not work for right now or whatever, and we can forego it, or I can give, you know, end users workarounds, or I can, you know, in this case, you know, it being me being the end user and the administrator, ah, I can fucking, you know, come up with workarounds or whatever. It doesn't make it convenient and it doesn't make it good. And it does mean that every time you forego this sort of shit, it's going to come back. And the degree to which it comes back, who knows? Might be something, you know, really small. Like, let's say we have to update a cluster of, like, you know, five workstations, three workstations, one workstation. One workstation that, like, our, you know, accounts payable go through. Anyway. Could be something as simple as that. Or it could be, oh, well, then the entire configuration for everything that we've ever done that, you know, we've automated, all of that now needs to be completely rerun because whatever it was that we just reinstalled to pave over instead of understanding, well, looks like that's biting us in the ass, Kodachrome. And, you know, generally, it's some tricky balance between the two. Uh, after, fuck, I'm, well, your old friend here, Scoogie Sprite, is an old motherfucker, right? I've already, yes, I am. And I've been too many years with Linux. Oh, too many years before the mast. Arr, oh, I. But, um, anyway, I can't let it go. All the way through Tuesday. And that's what kind of got me sick, actually. Um, so yeah, it's Friday morning, 8.30 in the morning, Pacific Coast time. So we have an abbreviated show for you, for reals this time. Um... Our problems with, it's not even Mint 18.1. Mint 18.1 is great. Totally stable. PPA is intact. Blender runs great. Uh, Audacity runs fabulous. Our Pulse Audio and our Jack D and our QJack Control and everything all the way up the ALSA. You know, ALSA Pulse Jack Pipeline runs fantabulous. But I still can't add applets to my fucking panels and it's driving me berserk. It's always the simplest, smallest things that will drive you out of your fucking mind even after 20 years of fucking Linux. For reals. So, this week, no column. We do have a feature though. And I I will... It's going to be kind of a seat of our pants feature. But... We'll get to that. No new and noteworthy. So, Ivor, why don't you uh, actually hit him with our feature? Yeah. Fuck it, Ivor. Alright, so, yeah. Uh, oh, God, I think that was doubled. I'm a, kind of, I'm not afraid to, like... I've been playing some games this week and everything, just like, you know, more or less normal, but I've been absolutely out of it since Tuesday. Because I can't... I'm getting old. I can't go more than 90... More than 100-some-odd hours on one problem. Like, ah, uh, And it's always the last smallest problem. Unlike programming where, like, okay, fine. The most granular, I mean, then you're getting close, and then then you just have to really 
take a deep breath and actually take a walk. It helps taking a walk or go, you know, taking a nap, playing a game, getting away from it for like 12, for me, you know, it used to be like, ah, well, 45 minutes, bam, I'm laser like back again, back on the job. But anyway, with this system administrative shit in terms of like, you know, desktop sysadmin stuff. I mean, this is not like running headless, you know, Linux on, you know, some DigitalOcean droplet or running a game server, or even uh, fucking an entire server that's set up to be, you know, more or less a web application that's like, meant to be a portal between inventory management and and ordering, uh, or you know, front or back end, or both somewhere in between. Um, this is like, one of those things where it's like, purely cosmetic I got you under my skin. Anyway, so our feature this week, I just want to rap a little bit about why you've not heard more about because I keep mentioning this, you know, every three weeks or so. Since April, more or less, theoretically, it has been possible. For those of you who've been listening to the show, you know that I'm the not proud, but very much displeased. I feel as if I were tricked because I was owner of an HTC Vive headset and control room scale VR with two control sticks and everything. Um, and I I jumped in on this from the pre-order. I spent almost I spent a lot of money on it. Um, only to find out once it had arrived, once the HEC Vive had arrived, go back and listen to earlier shows, that the HEC Vive was no longer compatible with, even though it was like the key selling point that, ah, yes, full room scale virtual reality for your GNU slash Linux based operating system desktop machine via the mechanism known as Steam, Steam VR. And, you know, we are working, Steam is working hand in glove, you know picture the little um, you know 19 late 1950s uh, informative um, classroom reel of you know like uh, Venture Brothers Steam is working hand in glove with HGC and their amazing new technology to bring forth to you Linux consumers of the world a full scale room scale virtual reality headset and handset experience completely compatible with your Linux operating system no matter what you play it will all be through Steam VR Steam VR and you too will enjoy as a first class citizen the entire benefits that anyone running you know Windows or whatever on the HTC uh, on on uh, the Oculus Rift platform will enjoy well that was not the experience because the day that my HTC Vive showed up uh, Linux or Steam dropped support for Linux in terms of Steam VR in the indefinite future anyway so we don't like to talk about the things that really, 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 really kick us in the balls on this show. Too much. We try not to. But especially not in terms of VR. Because the HTC Vive on Windows, which was a pain in the ass to set up on Windows, even. Windows 10. That's our studio machine. That's in the other room. That's where I do all my, you know, 
erstwhile anymore, but where, you know, I need a machine that I can fucking run software synthesis from reliably because it's something that I've been doing since I was 13 now, and, uh, literally since I was 13. And I'm an old motherfucker, so you can just subtract 13 from old motherfucker and you get, whoa, he's really fucking old. So, right now is totally not the right time to go into in-depth on the State of the Union in terms of HTC Vive and Steam VR, except for the fact that Steam VR, for the first time ever, installed seamlessly from within my Steam client and now expects VR components. Now, here's why they're, apart from all of our problems right now with Cinnamon and multiple monitors, which I think will make this problem a lot more difficult to solve here, one of the reasons, until all of this shit gets settled down with Mint 18.1 slash .2 slash Cinnamon, until I get my, my fucking my behemoth the, the system on which I'm recording to you. Until I get all that shit sorted out. Until I can add applets to the goddamn fucking panels like a normal human being. Until I get stuff that's, you know, ah, that's kind of cosmetic, but well, kind of, you know, is indicative of an, some sort of underlying major mouth fucking function what I have to do in order to, and I'm so reticent because I did this twice over, it's been like a year now, I want to say it's been a year it's been a long fucking time since my HTC Vive for like a thousand bucks it's more than a thousand bucks, but whatever a thousand bucks, a million bucks, if you that's, you know, between you, me, this desktop and the studio desktop, that is at least a thousand bucks um beyond that though, by virtue and this is one of the great things about the HTC Vive that I'm sure is going to get mimicked by um, Oculus eventually but I bought, I was in, in on the ground floor for the HTC Vive because they advertised from launch after pre-order but bam, you're going to have room scale VR with the HTC Vive. Now, what does that mean? Well, the HTC Vive, for those of you who've never used it, tricks your brain on a VR scale way more so than even the Oculus SDK 2 ever did for me. And I I did some really, really rudimentary experiments to, trying to develop for the uh, for the uh, HTC or for for the Oculus Rift SDK two before putting it away. Eventually, I gave it to uh, Jeff Jeffy Wise. The thing is, with the HTC Vive, when you put on the headset, that is the beginning. That's just like the cosmetic, I you know, icing on the cake for the real genius of the HTC Vive. By virtue of the fact that it's room scale VR, it requires two uh, two little bricks that look like uh, little Bose speaker assemblies 
mounted in the corner of your rooms, mounted in the corners of your rooms, of your room, so that they, where you're actually going to be using the HTC Vive, and it's two awesome sticks, which are fucking fantastic, and are the secret to making it fully immersive virtual reality experience. Those two base stations, their field of view needs to cross over the entire area, whether you want room scale VR, meaning like, ah, I'm going to, you know, ninja kick and stuff, or desktop scale VR, meaning I'm going to sit here, which is what I personally prefer, and use my hands with these VR controllers and manipulate the world. You need to set these up in the corners of your room, which I've done for this workspace before. This workspace that I'm recording to you from is in my living room. Now, here's the Here's the big caveat. I've set them up twice in here and three times in the studio. Maybe more. I can't actually go through the TikTok of blah because I set them up twice in here before realizing that, oh, HTC fucked me really hardcore and Steam VR fucked me really hardcore by not having Steam VR compatible with Linux. But... And then I've done it one time since. So, eh. This is a huge process. It requires running cable. And this computer is in the center of... It's it's in the middle of my kitchen. Um, to the left of me, I have about... Uh, I would say five... I, would, I have a countertop that's about uh, five feet wide and about... Eh, maybe six feet long. It's got my sink and stuff. Got has both my sinks in it. And then I have a, a a glass desk where all my monitors are mounted. That that's where I'm talking to you and my microphone and everything. That's where I'm talking to you from. Then I have bookcases that cover every single not just bookcases but shelves that I fucking. I custom built them into the walls. Um, Then I have my piano. Anyway, the bottom line is getting the cables from the base station just to the back of the computer on which I'm recording will be a fucking weekend project. I'm afraid to do it. However, so there you go. I just said it. I'm afraid to do it. I'm afraid to rip it all out from the studio and then reset it up. Because First of all, what I need to do in order to set it up in here, again, logically at this point, like nine at least nine months since you know they first originally came um, the, the, the base stations and you know my, my VR headset and all this shit I would need actual serious tripods um, which is what I suggested I don't know if, if any of you listened to me rant on Tech Talk today on Jupiter Broadcasting but if you look up uh, Jupiter Broadcasting Tech Talk today um, that's Tech Talk today um, there's an episode where I found out where oh okay yeah HTC Vive is not Linux compatible well now it is technically it's gonna be a fucking process to set it up in this room space 
now nine months on. And in order to do that, I'm going to have to fucking abandon everything that I have set up in the studio. And I'm going to, I'm going to need two excellent tripods to do it. And that's just to start. These cables have to be walked over a lot. It's going to be a nightmare. So if you're wondering why, oh, sorry, hang on. The the detonation, it's set to occur now. Um, so if you're wondering why, as of three months ago, holy shit. <laughs> Ivor, you cocksucker. Ivor Molina, crack engineer, in an act of incalculably malicious revenge, put bubble wrap underneath my control booth, underneath the chair here in the booth. Anyway, that was a good one, Ivor. You're fired. You're fucking fired, motherfucker. Yeah, that's right. You need some shells for that gun? I, I got them over here. Yeah, here. Yeah. Alright, cool. Ivor is gonna take self-cleaning Ivor Molina. Bottom line is, if you're wondering, where the fuck? Because there are some games that I'm very anxious to play. And this week especially, god damn it. But three months ago, in April, March, April, May, June, July, August, so four months ago, Steam VR, at least in beta, became available and installable for Linux. I am really nervous. It will require significant restructuring of this studio environment. So, that will happen. I am not afraid of meeting these challenges, but those challenges plus what's already happening right now with Cinnamon, that I am not all that eager to tackle. So, that'll bring us, we, like I said, that's the state of where Best Links Games Podcast is with VR. Um, it is available for Linux via Steam VR, theoretically. I am afraid. I am very much afraid. Especially right now. Um, cause just to get it to work and or to test it will be a motherfucker. I'm gonna have to get a ladder to fucking climb up into the studio. I'm not even fucking with you. I have to climb up into the corners of the studio, pull out... I bought special things to mount my, um... Mount... They're called base... uh, I think they're called base stations. But anyway... Then I'm gonna have to fucking figure out how to remount them in here, and this room has changed significantly over the last nine months, especially this area. Um, so that's gonna be be a problem. It's gonna be troublesome. You will hear more. Because virtual reality, especially on the HTC Vive, where you have these two control sticks that you hold in your hands, and the telemetry is fucking exact. It is creepy. It is fucking amazing. And I can't wait to be able to talk to you about it instead of just playing it like every three weeks on the Windows machine I can't wait to talk about all of the neat stuff especially one game in particular that I'm pretty sure runs great on Linux if 
we can get the hardware, the virtual reality hardware to work. The coolest thing though, and we'll just wrap this up with this one minute thing, and then we'll go straight to this week's deals, because we do have four deals, we have three deals for you, we'll do them sans music, because we're on a essentially crippled desktop here, but uh, the thing that makes the HTC Vive HTC Vive so spectacular in terms of virtual reality, and you can ask anyone who's come over here from Jeff Tiffy Wise, Danny Danny, group Group Commander Dan, Danny Daniel Mullahan. Um, you ask anyone who's come over to my house who's really spent some time with it, the thing that makes it so spectacular, that makes it so immersive, is the fact that it tricks your brain by virtue of the fact that it renders exactly what your hands are doing in front of you in the same 3D, you know, the fake 3D, it tricks your brain into believing that you are in that 3D world to a degree that is unlike, it is unparalleled. It's one of the things that I'm sure Oculus is kicking out, kicking out the jams trying to replicate. Um, But yeah, specifically, like, the one game that I really want to play on Linux is the one game... Well, there's two games that I really want to play on Linux, but in terms of VR, HTC Vive VR, but uh, hang on, um, shit, I can't find it. Well, I, I, w- I would love to play Super Hot VR, but um, <laughs> shit. Zero G VR was pretty fun, but the- whatever. I can't remember the name of the fucking game. Anyway, all that stuff is coming. We are working on it more or less. But I want to be able to I don't bullshit on this show. So, you know, I don't want to say that and by the way, for the record, HTC Vive and Steam VR has been one of the biggest disappointments of my Linux gaming career, which is not saying that much because it does go back to the very beginning of Linux to before there was an X Windows session, before there was a GUI before anything fucking worked you can just ask Jeff Jeffy Wise who I torment on the graveyard shift by texting him all this shit about the history of fucking Linux and my history with, of Linux, you know, along with it I remember when nothing worked I remember when there was no such thing as a fucking X session anyway but the fact that hang on what the f- there we go vector 36 which is a pod racing hover racing game where you have full in cockpit controls and stuff um came out January 25th 2017 although I remember it before that but whatever I am anxious to see if that will work on Linux because the whole experience with the Vive, when you come out unlike any other fucking virtual reality experience I've had and I've spent some time in virtual reality um, 
in modern era. You know, I'm not just talking about the Virtual Boy, which I do remember. Um, fuck you, Infamous One. I remember the Virtual Boy, and I remember it being spectacular. Uh, but just like so much other Nintendo vaporware. The thing about you having your hands completely rendered in this virtual 3D space completely tricks your brain to the point where when you come out of virtual reality with the HTC Vive, after 30 minutes, it feels like you are, the whole world to me looks like CAD. It looks like I'm in Blender. Like, you know, I go to take a piss, whether I'm drunk or sober, it doesn't matter. I haven't tried it while being really high yet, but I will. Um, I notice all the depth perception and everything. I feel like the real world is fake because my hands aren't being as fully rendered as they are with the HTC Vive. And that is what they mean by room scale VR, which is something I hate. I really am looking for and have been designing towards a less room scale VR experience, but that's a different story. Anyway. That's where we are with Linux VR. That's where we are with Linux VR and the HTC Vive, even though it's been over four months now since allegedly we can run it on Linux. Right now we're having some problems. I guess that's the best way of saying it. It's a nice way of saying it. It's a truthful way of saying it. So that brings us to this week's deals. So, uh, Sans Music Ivor, first off, we have Valley, V-A-L-L-E-Y, which is 75% off at $4.99 now through August 21st. Many people have said that Valley is um, a high-tech, what do you call it, augmented um, walking simulator. It's a mystery. They say that it's short. I've only played it for a little bit, but I loved what I played of Valley. The worst criticism I've read of Valley is that it is four hours long. I can't tell you if it's only four hours long or not. Uh, I think I've only played like maybe 45 minutes of Valley. Valley came out August 24th, 2016. Uh, So far, the user reviews recently, very positive. 128 reviews. Overall, very positive. 1,065 reviews. Valley was fucking gorgeous. Um... Where's my time? I played 0.5 hours on record of Valley. But, regardless of what anyone says, I can promise you that it is worth, even though I have not beaten it and I have not played 20 hours of it, I can promise you that Valley is worth $4.99 now through August 21st. Then, we have Dex. D-E-X, which is one of our oldest and most beloved Originally came out May 7th, 2015. Um, an unsung hero. Dex merges side-scrolling platforming a la the flashback, Fade to Black, well, Fade to Black was 3D, but Flashback was a two-dimensional side-scrolling platformer role-playing game with shooter elements, with puzzle-solving elements, with inventory elements, designed for the Genesis so you were designed. It was designed to be simple enough to be played with a, a controller. Dex combines all of those elements into one awesome fucking PC game with hacking, with a story, 
with persist, you know, like I can upgrade my blah 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 skill, or I can upgrade this, or I can talk to people with dialogue trees. Dex now through August twenty first is seventy five percent off at four dollars and ninety nine cents. Um, I've only played ten point three hours of Dex. I keep meaning to go back and beat it to beat it, but whatever. Dex, that's D E X. Check that one out. And then finally, a game that I discovered just before going on air this morning that made no fanfare of their arrival on Linux, but I knew that I have seen this game and and drooled and said, why won't it come to Linux? Well, finally, Stardust Galaxy Warriors has come to Linux. So, let me, let me actually read to you. Stardust Galaxy Warriors Stellar Climax, which came out November 10th, 2015, um, now through August 21st is 66% off at $3.99. Here's what they have to say about it. Stardust Galaxy Warriors Stellar Climax is a fast-paced one-to-four-player couch co-op action shooter combining shoot-em-up brawler gameplay with RPG elements. Choose your game mode, settings, mechs, weapons and upgrades to customize your experience then soar through space defeat evil and save the future um it is really cool right now I'm kind of stuck because like I said this I only discovered that it had come to Linux literally 30 minutes before we started recording I don't know why it insists on me having um, a dummy player too join in with me, but we will get to the bottom of that. It is fucking rad. If you like Gdar, if if you like uh Darius for um or was it Gradius? The one with fish and fire where it actually had um branching elements depending on which boss you had destroyed, and then it would open up oh god, this is PlayStation. PlayStation 1 I want to say anyway if you like that game then this is the side scrolling space shooter for you if you don't like that game or have no idea what I'm talking about this is still the space shooter for you right now through August 21st they made no fucking there's no mention of of when they came to Linux of when they actually added Linux support it runs on Linux now through August 21st, 66% off Stardust Galaxy Warriors, $3.39. Go fucking get it. I've only played it for like 10 minutes. You will hear a review. Because I'm coming back to this motherfucker. For reals. Um, I am coming back to this motherfucker. This looks like it might have everything that I want out of a side-scrolling space shooter without having to design it myself. So yeah, it might have originally come out in November 10th, 2015. It's only been on Linux. I keep a fucking hawk eye out. I mean, it's not impossible that something escapes my attention. But I keep a... Every fucking week, I am here with a fine-tooth comb. They must have added... Linux support. Uh, who knows when? But uh, it runs on Linux, finally. And this was one of those games when it first came out. 
in 2015, I was like, oh, why doesn't it have Linux support? And then it just went away. If I remember correctly, I'm almost positive. And it is rad. It is a really cool side-scrolling space shooter. Um, so that is Stardust Galaxy Warriors Stellar Climax. Uh, and then our other deals were Dex and Valley. And uh, yes, no column this week. Hopefully we will be back on our feet next week and we will have more info about VR and we will have god damn it I hope to god that we'll have the fucking five columns that are backlogged right now They're... but anyway I will see you next week and uh, cheers thanks for listening later four or five times a good idea four or five times hi there there is delight in doing things right four or five times it is I, E.B. Farnham. Maybe I'll cry. I'll get you a drink. And if I die, I'm gonna try four or five times. Do you like to play? We like to play. I like you. We like to sing. It only runs on Linux. We like to go, yada yada yo, four or five times. We're gonna have such fun. Bebop 1. You're becoming hysterical. Bebop 2. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. Three, yada yada e, four or five times. Matt Damon. There is no Windows version of weaponized chess. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Ponderous, fucking ponderous. It only runs on Linux. It's not a problem. You alienated part of America. I alienated crazy people. I like it very much. It is I, E.B. Farnham. You're becoming hysterical. I'm here. I'm there. I'm fucking everywhere. I'm the Eggman. The best Linux games podcast is brought to you by Blue Wizard is about to die. Now available for the first time as an ebook on Amazon.com. To subscribe to the podcast using a Linux-based podcatcher like Podracer, or to see our YouTube gameplay videos, please visit www.bestlinuxgames.com. Also, join our Steam community group, Best Linux Games, Friends Cookie Sprite, and follow him on Twitter at VegasWriter. BLGP is also brought to you by the Radio Control Room Project. For details, please visit www.rcrproject.com or rfihc.com. Zig thanks you. For great justice.